Hello and welcome to Banders Fiction. Today I will be continuing um, Killed with Kindness by Ali Cat, ready to write on Wattpad. I'm very sorry for the inconsistency of these episodes on my podcast. Um, as you can probably tell by my voice, I am a child and I don't always have time or the ability to be able to you know record these episodes and I'm very sorry for that um but at the moment I'm currently not allowed on the laptop as often as I used to be and there's also not a lot of time where I'm able to record the videos at record the episodes so I'm very sorry about that however today I will be reading another chapter This chapter is called, I swear this chapter has a happy ending. Trigger warnings, abuse, unsympathetic pattern, implied sexual assault, but it's really vague, choking, and remus levels of death mention. And the author note says, okay, okay, I wrote this chapter at like 2am at first, and now when I'm rereading it, I'm wondering if I was okay that night, because this is some, I support patterns right to shut the fuck up, let's just say that. It was nearing 3am and Deceit was having a a quite strange dream. More of a nightmare, actually. Something heavy was in his mouth, making him unable to talk or yell for help. The nightmare got worse when he could swear on the same heavy feeling going down down into his pants. He He woke up gasping and sweating from fear, only to find out the nightmare wasn't over. Sure, he was awake, but Patton was laying on top of him, and his tongue was in his mouth, and his hand was on his... Deceit tried to get away, and the other man got the message. Glad you're awake, he said with a sweet tone while sitting up on his stomach. Thankfully, he moved his hand away. You should have asked beforehand, the snake hissed out, while feeling like someone was choking him. Oh, come on now, honey. How long have we been together? Four years, he forced out. For a relationship that long, isn't the consent kind of an understood thing? I mean, if some random guy did this, sure, it would be weird, but I'm your puppy pattern. Please, I'm tired. Can't we do this tomorrow? He meekly asked, while trying to disconnect from his own body. Pattern pouted. But honey, you've been so gloomy lately, and I'm just trying to cheer you up. How about I leave in the U-top for once? All right. Definitely want this now, he winced after not being able to stop the lie. It's just so late, and I have things planned for tomorrow. Please let me sleep. He was practically begging. Something told him that it was a bad sign that he even needed to beg, but his mind was hazy from years of it happening. So hazy that it was hard to fathom it, any any of it not being normal. Just this once, I don't want to do this again. Patton swiftly moved his hand up and tugged at the seat's hair. What things planned? You haven't told me. You know I hate when you don't tell me things. His voice had instantly turned cold. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm meeting up with Logan. I wasn't going to help with this psychology test. I mean, he's probably smarter than me, but he knows I like talking about it, so he rambled out while feeling like he was being interrogated. The tug in his hair turned so harsh it felt like his scalp was moving away from his skull. He tried to get Patton's hand away from his hair. Oh, I see. 
You don't want to give Logan your sloppy seconds. So now you're declining me. I wonder how long it'll take before you break up with me. I swear we're just fr- He was shut up when he was slapped. He could already tell it would be one of those bad nights without sleep. But one day, please, just stop the lying, Patton said while looking almost exhausted. I'm sorry, he cried out as tears made his vision hazy. It was all too much. He was so tired, down to his bones. He just wanted to be allowed to sleep. He wanted to get out of the situation. He just wanted to get away from Patton. He felt biting against his thighs and heard his boyfriend say with an overly cheery tone, I'm marking you so that at least Logan can see who you belong to. Deceit couldn't help but let out a sob. Don't cry. The bite marks will disappear in a day or two. Patton stopped and leaned toward his head. He pressed a kiss to his cheek before murmuring, Then maybe I should mark you forever. Then maybe I'll stop letting others have you. He saw the immediate fear in Deceit's eyes and let out a laugh. Relax, I was just joking. He didn't know what to respond. He was pretty sure that if he opened his mouth right now, he would either cry or scream. You know... It's a really bad sin to cheat on the love of your life. The only one who loves you. So when you come home tomorrow, we'll sit down and talk about that. Patton said while smiling. His hands trailed over Deceit's neck in a silent threat as he continued. I'll make sure you never hurt me like that again. He shone up into a sweet smile as his eyes got cold. His hands pressed around Deceit's neck. His breathing was cut off before he could even say no. He couldn't help but struggle and flail flail his arms round to try and get his hands away from his neck. Patton leaned his head closer and kissed him while choking him harder. He started to get black spots in his vision as his breath came out in short, choppy segments. He let up his grip a bit. He let up his grip just a bit and he immediately gasped for breath. It was still hard to breathe, but it wasn't completely cut off. I could kill you. Patton murmured between kisses, which made his lover's bread run cold. Because he could tell he wasn't lying. No one would notice for so long. Dee tried to shake his head, but it was hard. Moving his body was so hard. I could call Logan and say you were sick, and then whenever somebody asked, I could say you were sick. No one would know for at least two months. Probably more than that. He continued while moving the kisses down to his jawline. No one would even notice you were gone. That's how worthless you are. He managed to get out a whimper before his breath was cut off once more. This time, he thought he was actually going to die. He moved his hand up around Patton's wrist to try and silently plead him to let go. There are so many ways I could end your life right now. He was still smiling. Why was he still smiling? I could take the knife in the kitchen. If I kept the vein on your neck, you'd bleed out in under five minutes. I could fill the bathtub with water and let you drown. I could shove you out the window. You have no way to know I didn't bake poison into the cookies I gave you today. The only sound Deceit could make was a a weird gurgly one. His mind was foggy and he couldn't move his body. He couldn't even breathe. Patton let go of his neck while laughing. Oh, you should have seen your face, he giggled. You thought I was being serious. That just proves how stupid you are. Stupid and useless. He kissed him again before continuing. Or, well, not completely useless. As long as you're quiet, your body can be pretty useful. He felt him move down again, and he could feel him take a certain thing in his mouth. 
Deceit stared up into the roof and imagined himself being anywhere else while he gasped for breath. It was as if his body disconnected from his mind. As if his mind was too scared to move, his body acted on its own. He kicked to get away before calmly standing up and pulling up his black pyjama bottoms. Everything was moving slowly and nothing felt real. His mind was still stuck in the body. His mind was still stuck in the bed as his body went out into the hallway. He saw Patton walking behind him and he saw his mouth moving, but none of the sounds met him. He took on his jacket before turning around and making eye contact with his boyfriend. I'm leaving. I do not know when I'll be coming back, he said in a calm tone. Patton's eyes widened and his expression turned into one of fury. The next 12 minutes would be of some of the scariest in Deceit's life. In short, things were thrown, awful worlds were yelled and he had to fight to get away. He left the apartment limping with a bleeding nose, cracked lip and forming bruises on his arms for being dragged back inside and probably bruises elsewhere as well. Not even to mention the awful marks that would bloom on his neck. Deceit got on the nearest bus. He sat with his back straight with a completely blank expression. Nothing felt real. He wasn't a person. He was just floating through the world. He'd left his being in that bedroom. 40 minutes went by in what felt like a heartbeat. He knocked on the apartment door and waited. It was, it was, was 4.31 and he was so hollow he couldn't even feel the cold hitting him. The door opened and a sleepy Logan without glasses looked at him while rubbing his eyes. His hair was for once messy and he had on a unicorn pyjamas with a math pun on the chest. Greetings. I think you were quite wrong on the time we were going to meet up, but you're welcome to come in, he said, while letting his friend in. Besides, walking here must have been quite cold in only night clothes. You want some tea? It seemed like Desi had lost the ability to speak as he walked in. Everything was hazy as he sat down on the couch that also acted as a bed in the living room. There wasn't a bedroom, only a living room with a kitchen part and a bathroom. Logan sat down beside him after going to get tissues to stop the nosebleed. He dabbed the tissue on the snake's face as he asked, What situation caused this? Are there more injuries I should know about? Finally, Deceit's mind catched up with his body and he realised what he'd done. He left. He actually left. All the emotions flooded over him at once. He grabbed onto Logan's shirt and burrowed his head into his chest as he started to sob. His entire body was shaking from pain to f- from pain and fear. I apologised. I apologise. It wasn't my intent to set off this kind of emotional peril. Logan tried to think of what made Dee happy. Um, do you want me to get you ice cream? We can watch Scooby-Doo or any documentary you want. Please stop crying. I don't like seeing you feel bad. I will hug you, you know. I will hug you now. Tell me if I should stop. Logan wrapped his arms around him and held him close. Maybe closer than he's ever held anyone before. He wasn't planning to let go until his friend was happy again. Deceit opened his mouth to try and lie about why he was here, but all the words caught in his mouth. Out of nowhere, the sound of his phone ringing came again. He must have accidentally taken it with him in his jacket pocket. He quickly pulled the small yellow phone out and looked at the screen. He'd missed three calls from Patton already. His hand started to shake so badly he nearly dropped the phone. His finger hovered over the answer button, but before he could click, the call stopped and instead he started to get messages. Dee Dee, I'm sorry. 
I didn't mean to hurt you. I've had a tough week and I didn't mean to take it out on you. Please come home again. I don't want you sleeping outside. You'll get cold. There's a warm blanket waiting for you when you come home. I love you. Please come back. I'm worried you'll get hurt. If you leave me now, I'll get so sad I might do something stupid you don't want to do. I love you. I would die for you. I've given everything to you. I love you. Deceit knew he had to go back. Patton would probably be nice and not mad at him for leaving. If he returned tomorrow, it would probably be much worse. He was about to stand up when Logan placed his hand on his shoulder and said with a soothing voice, If you please allow me, I'd like to take your phone away just for this night. I promise you will get it back when you are more when you are in a more stable mental state. I believe you are being manipulated. Excuse me for reading over your shoulder. He let Logan take his phone out of his shaking hands. He moved his knees up to his chest while f- feeling like his entire world was crumbling. Those injuries weren't accidents, were they? He carefully asked, as if the words would make deceit fall apart if they were said too loudly. It was my fault, he managed to mumble out. Logan stroked his hand through the other man's hair to soothe him as new tears welled into his eyes. I cannot imagine the horrors you've been put through. I'm sorry I didn't realise anything sooner. From what I can understand, I can assure you it was none of it was your fault. He needs me. I should go back. Deception, Brutug, you are not going back to that apartment tonight, Logan said in a stern tone. I'm sorry, I don't want to be harsh like this, but he doesn't need you as much as you need safety. You don't at all have to stay here. I won't control what you do. Just please don't go back there right now. He will get so mad when he finds out I'm staying at your place. Deceit covered his head with his hands as he started panic. As panic started to take over. It is not a question of when. He will not find out, I promise. And in case he does, I will do everything in my power to make sure you are not hurt. I promise. Deceit held on to the other man harder as sobs started to rack his body once more. But this time it was both fears it was both tears of fear and relief. Logan hugged back while questioning the last four years. How long has this friend been hurt? Could have this have been the first time? Hopefully it was the last time. He suddenly remembered so many instances of deflinching or tensing up when Patton was around. Suddenly he could recall so many times he'd seen glimpses of bruises under his clothing. Why had he never put it together? He shook his head and reminded himself that it wasn't his fault Patton turned out to be so rotten turned out to be rotten scum. Patton. He'd never been as good of friends with him as he was with the deceit, but they were still friends. He was unsure if he would even be able to look at him again. Had he ever seen a glimpse of the real Patton? Was it all a carefully built farcade? Had the person he'd known simply been ripped off and the bloody ears of a bunny sewn onto the head of a vicious fox? When he stopped thinking, he noticed Deceit had stopped crying. He was still holding on to him, but his sad expression had turned into a hollow one. His eyes stared down into the floor. If you take the couch tonight, I can get a sleeping bag and sleep on the floor, Logan said while patting his head. I don't want to make you uncomfortable in any way. His head shot up and he looked surprised. You'll let me stay here? Of course. I assume that would be an understood agreement. But if you want to stay somewhere else... I'll see what I can... No, no, it's fine. Deceit laid down in the sofa and and draped the blanket around him. He tried to get comfortable, but it all felt so weird. He could barely even remember the last time he stayed over at someone else's place. 
Logan rolled out a navy sleeping bag and was about to graciously jump into it like a little worm baby when he heard Dee whisper, Could you, could we sh- share the um sofa tonight, please? He smiled softly at him before replying with, Of course. Logan laid down next to him and since they were sharing quite a small space they had to lay very close. The nerd unsurely moved his arms around the other man's waist, but when Deceit nodded, he held on tighter. Warnings of danger went off in Deceit's mind. How he was sure? How could he be sure he wouldn't get woken up in the same way Patton had woken him up? Then he shook his head before burying it into Logan's chest. Low was warm, and he smelled like pine trees and berries, like tree pines and red berries. His lips pressing a kiss to the top of his head felt like a soft promise of love and his arms wrapped around him felt like safety itself. Safe. Deceit was finally safe. After all this time, he could think that and know it wasn't a lie. Thank you for listening to this. I think this is the fifth or the sixth episode of Killed With Kindness by Alley Cat, ready to write over on Wattpad. You should definitely go over to their Wattpad account if you have Wattpad because they have really good stories. I'm not even going to lie. They have six uh, Sandside stories and they are all really, really good. So I am just amazed at their skill and yeah you guys should definitely go check them out and i hope you enjoyed this episode of the of this podcast this is fandefines signing out goodbye